Stay refreshed with Taste Salud, the ultimate hydration experience. Dive into the world of Agua Frescas, designed to elevate your day, boost your energy, stay hydrated, and unwind with Salud's on-the-go stick packets, each with just one gram of sugar. Exclusive for our listeners, enjoy a 10% discount on your first order with code TASTE10 at checkout. Visit tastesalud.com for the full selection. Taste the difference with Taste Salud. Cheers to health. What you're hearing is the sound of cadaver dogs finishing their search of Susan Park's property. I looked to Jaden for some indication of what the dogs may have found, but his face reveals nothing. Talk to them outside and I'll be right in. Okay. Anything? I mean, I gotta talk to them. I leave with Ingrid. Bye, Susan. As we're on the highway, driving back to Malibu, Following the route that Elaine must have taken that last night as she went to see Divine, the phone rings. It's Jaden with the results of the cadaver dog search. So there was a hit on the wall where the samples were collected. Holy yeah, now these shit. dogs, you know, they detect bodies, they detect blood. They're basically like, you know, murder dogs. The fact that there was a hit is, is, is significant. They didn't hit anywhere else, by the way. Whole house is And I mean, I witnessed it with my own eyes. So I mean, I saw the dog hit on the bed and on the closet and on the wall. So um, you wow. know, that tells me that there, something went on there. They're going to call and talk to the sheriff's department. I'm going to talk to them as well uh, here shortly, and then we'll see what we're going to do. What this could mean is that Elaine came home after leaving Devine's house and something happened there. It could also mean that the dogs picked up on blood or another human decomposition odor from something unrelated to the incident. We don't know yet. All we know is that with positive cadaver dog hits in Elaine's bedroom, As of today, we are officially in over our heads. Episode 8, Chapter 15, Bandit. The following is the cadaver dog report that was delivered to Jaden Brandt immediately after the dog search of Susan Park's home. I'm going to read it word for word with a few slight abridgments and explanations. There are two terms to note when you listen to this report. One is interest, which means that a cadaver dog smelled what might be human decomposition or a similar odor. The other is an alert, in which the dog definitely indicated that it smelled human decomposition. On May 6, 2017, I searched the property at address withheld, as requested by Mr. Jaden Brandt. I searched using my two shepherd dogs, both previously certified in human remains detection. 
The first dog utilized to search the dwelling showed focused interest in the first bedroom immediately to the left of the front door slash entryway. That, by the way, is Elaine's bedroom. Upon smelling on the outside of the bedroom door, at the bottom, near the hinged side of the door, the first dog smelled, sat, and looked at me, indicating an alert of an odor in which he has previously been trained. He also alerted on the floor molding in the hallway immediately near this door. The first dog also showed interest in a small closet with cleaning supplies in the hallway immediately before this bedroom. Inside this bedroom, the first dog showed a focused interest in the clothes closet. Opening the closet door, he continued to show this focused interest in the contents, especially a suitcase and other items just inside the closet door. I then searched the backyard with the first dog, and the only area of additional interest was a covered storage shed, which shared a common wall with the property's back fence. The first dog showed interest inside the shed area, but did not localize to a single spot within it. The second dog was used inside the house and showed focused interest in the first bedroom and the closet, as did the first dog. The letter is then signed by the dog handlers, who normally work with law enforcement agencies. Here's Jaden on the response of the Lost Hill Sheriff's Department in Malibu to this report, as well as the response to a briefing afterward by the cadaver dog handlers themselves. He really talked it up. I mean, even more so than he did to me. They said that it alert, alerted not only on the wall, but, it, but they're considering it a full alert on the closet. Was that Elaine's closet? Correct. One of the things that we discussed was a picture of Elaine possibly coming home and something happening there. One of the things that was brought up was the fact that the dogs did not have a scent trail leaving the car in Malibu. What Jaden's referring to is a scent dog search at the spot on the Pacific Coast Highway where Elaine's car was found. This was organized by the police shortly after she disappeared. According to sources, the dogs scattered every which way, and nothing conclusive was determined. There wasn't, for example, a scent trail leading down to the beach or the water. While circumstantial, of course, that could go along with the fact that she was never really there. You know, she didn't get out of the car because she wasn't in the car. He's like, oh yeah, this, this is where you gotta break it and you just, you know, warrant for the whole house and you start getting warrants for everything. I mean. He said the dog hit is really, really solid. There's just one problem. Even though the Malibu Sheriff's Department wants to look into this, there's nothing they can do. Elaine disappeared in Malibu, but because she lives further east, near Glendale, the case belongs to the Glendale Police Department. So we need to talk to the officers there who are in charge of the case. So it sounds like what they said is, if this was us, we'd pull the, we'd pull the search warrants and we'd be all over that, this house. However, this is Glendale. Oh, yeah, I mean, he was like, we'd be writing the warrant right now. When are you going to contact Glendale? I mean, I may contact him early next week mm-hmm. and try and set something up. You know, we really need to solidify that timeline so that we can step them through our investigation and then we can step them through, you know, a a reasonable series of events that are 
series of events that led to whatever happened. It's essential to find out more about the significance of these cadaver dog alerts and interest, how reliable they are, and what they may or may not indicate happened in Elaine's home. Especially since the lab technician we brought over, who collected a sample from a stain on the wall near where the dogs alerted, said the sample was negative for DNA. So I reach out to local cadaver dog professionals, and this is what they tell me. Cadaver tends to be a bunch of different odors. There's some main odors for putrefaction and different levels, different variances, but it's a wide array of odors, whether it's fresh or whether it's really old, whether it is decomposition of flesh, of bone, of blood, of hair, a bunch of different components that will give out that smell. If a cadaver dog can smell things like decomposing hair or dead skin, How do we know that the dogs didn't just pick up on something innocuous in Elaine's room? Though the cadaver dog experts I spoke to would not comment on specific cases, here's what they said a full alert means. I would say a dog that's trained on human remains detection would not do a full alert on, if he's been trained on fingernail clippings, um, a small amount of blood, Uh, something like that, Uh, I think that would be more of an interest or maybe a slight alert with a questioning look back at you. But if they do a full alert, the chances are that there was something that they're trained to detect that was there. Whether it's a large amount of blood or human remains that had been there for a while or somebody had deceased in their bed and was taken to the morgue or whatever it was, that's possible. If we're talking again about a localized or specific area where there's an active alert, the possibilities are a body, a, a large amount of blood. Are there other possibilities? Personally, I would think so. If two dogs did it in the same exact area and had full alerts and not just interest. So that's when you, you know, the investigators or whoever takes it over or the crime scene, you know, we're only there to help. We can't figure out the crimes, unfortunately, but we are another tool. So we just try to work alongside other people that are, are trained to, to figure that out. As for the areas in Elaine's room, in the cleaning supply closet, and in the shed where the dogs had interest, that is less conclusive. Well, if, if there's no human remains detection there and they really want to find that, they'll be interested in human cells, because that's what they're smelling is, human skin cells. So it could be human feces, like urine, uh, blood. Yeah. Um, products. You know, if somebody had something on the bed, if there was blood on the mattress, stuff like that, even dead human cells that have fallen off a human over years that are sitting on the bed, the dogs may find that interesting because it's close, but it's not exactly what they're supposed to find. So they'll have interest there, but they won't usually alert on it. The cadaver dog experts added, however, that while the dogs are very reliable, they're not 100% accurate. So we can't deduce for a fact that either Elaine went home, she was harmed in her home, or something that had been in contact with her body was in her room. According to studies, a well-trained cadaver dog is about 95% accurate. Dogs are not perfect. You know, we do what we can to help. They're a great tool. They really work hard. They have great noses. We train hard and hope we never have to use them, of course. But when we do, we know that, you know, they're not 100%. 
one thing we'd noticed in Elaine's room was a crack on her room door, a crack stretching from the door handle to the edge of the door. The most recent picture I could find of her door from her camera roll was from August 2016, five months before she went missing. And the crack was not on the door then. We also noticed scratches along the wall in Lane's bedroom that seemed to indicate the bed being slid along the wall on multiple occasions to block the door from being opened. Jaden did ask Susan about the crack, and Susan explained that it was from Elaine slamming the door. But slamming the door, Jaden believes, wouldn't result in that type of damage. What, this? Oh, oh, um. This. That's not the slamming the door because the door rests all on I don't head. know, but it happened from her. Oh, but the door never could forcibly open. Oh, no. Nobody came to forcibly open, but she was, so this slamming came through inside, and so this is constantly like, this happened when she was there. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. On the day of the cadaver dog search, Susan had told us that she gave Elaine's cats, Coco and Bandit, up for adoption. And Ingrid, being an animal lover, couldn't let this happen. She called the animal shelter to check on the status of the cats then hung up in tears. Babe. That fucking sucks. Elaine's cat passed away. What happened? The cat was like really, really sick. Mm. And they had to euthanize him yesterday, her yesterday. Do you want to go get Bandit? I'll stay here with Ted. Why don't you go now? And then even if Sadie or whoever wants it, uh, or Emily, you can just give it to them. I can't have it. I can't bring a cat to the house because I'm a bird. Just go get the cat. We'll figure out where to put it. But I think we should go save the cat. According to the shelter, Coco passed away due to stress within 24 hours of arriving. And Bandit, they said, wasn't doing well either. So we decided it was best that Ingrid leave right away and rescue him from the animal shelter where Susan had brought the cats. Bandit, he, he's already been neutered, so we just need to microchip him. Um, yeah, it just looks like we, and we can do that here. It doesn't take much time. Okay, yeah, I like to just pay for everything. Once Ingrid brought Bandit back, we hoped to find a good home for him, hopefully with one of Elaine's friends. Sure, you want me to bring him in? Sure, and just, also, can I just, can we just also do the transaction? Yeah, we'll, we'll do that, yeah. Okay. And we'll, um, we'll, we'll get a carrying case for you, we'll head back to the Dolphin's office. Okay. Uh, let me bring him in here. 
Ingrid successfully returns home from the shelter with Bandit in a carrying case. We wish we'd been able to save Coco also, but we were grateful that we at least got to Bandit in time. And we can't help but wonder what he may have witnessed in the days before Elaine went missing. It's upsetting to see the speed at which all traces of Elaine's life are disappearing. Her room, her cats, her car, everything she loved and cared about. Chapter 16, Beauty in This Life. You may have noticed that during all the chaos of the dog search, two people weren't present. The other half of our Malibu team, Mike and Anne-Marie. This is because in the midst of all this, Anne-Marie was at Cedars-Sinai Hospital delivering twins. Hours after the twins were born, we went to visit them at the hospital. And we got you. Hey. Well, Anne wants to hear some stuff she's yeah. covered up. Yeah. Sure. Okay, we're she's coming saying, in. You can't come in. She yeah. wanted to hear yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I could not have had, like, a birth experience. Yeah, it's amazing. came in. What time um, were they born? 8 a.m. Wow. 7.51 and 7.52. Yeah. It was like one came out, and then the next one came out, like, yeah. right after it. So All tell right. me the update today. Let's take a moment to acknowledge this miracle before us. <laughs> Anne Marie was lying in her hospital bed, still recuperating, as she asked that question. Sorry, guys. This is crazy. You know, it's crazy. It's like we're looking for somebody's missing daughter. Yeah. And like I'm sitting here, like going through this whole yeah. process of like trying to find someone who's missing, and it happens to be a daughter. You know, someone's daughter. And then having two of my own daughters for the first time in my whole life, you know, having kids, it's just like really heavy. I can't even fathom how somebody yeah. like doesn't want their own child. Yeah. Elaine is so beautiful and vibrant and full of life. Like if I knew her as a friend, I would love her so much. I want to eventually have minis that look up to me and call me mama. I want to open my fridge and have a stock of peach snapples. I want to dress and say... I already love her so much. Like, not, I don't even know her. Like, I just know... I love what I know about her. I love what all her friends say about her, that she's, like, the most generous person and yes. just wanted to take care of all the people around her. It's, like... It's almost like she created this environment that she never got to have at home of, like, nurturing other people and being generous and, and like... It's just so, it's just such a shame. Down for y'all, sincerely, I really do mean it. Because the beauty in this life is way more than I expected. Every element its own, you see the details aren't satanic. One thing's for sure, you influence your life, but you can't plan it. A few days afterward, Mike and Anne-Marie were back home with their new twins. And Elaine's brother Dustin came over for an update on our investigation. We began by showing Dustin around Mike's music studio. I have a live room in here with like, oh, you know, man. instruments and whatever. Yeah, yeah. So stuff I produce, like, you know, stuff where people are playing live instruments, a lot of it I record in here. And, Dang, um, so cool. As Mike showed Dustin his home studio, Dustin talked about how much he and Elaine loved music. It's, it's crazy about her music because like maybe like two years ago, like she started listening to like more of the music that I listened to, uh -huh. like old school hip hop. Uh -huh. 
And I was telling her, like, I was so happy because I was like, finally, you're seeing. When she started getting into the stuff that you were into? Yeah. We even, like, sampled the song together one time. I was gonna say, like, at the appropriate time, you know, I don't know when that is or, you know, whatever, but, like, you know, I know that Elaine obviously loves music. She yeah. loves hip hop. She loves, you know, all kinds of music. And it would be awesome to, like, do something for her. No, at definitely. Some, at some point, I would love to, like, help, like, in whatever way facilitate, like, I could help, like, put something together. That sounds awesome. Her story needs to exist. We all sat down on the couch, and as we spoke, we realized that Dustin had no idea that his mom had given Elaine's cats up for adoption. Over the house. Her mom said she'd given the cats to a shelter. She gave them, oh man, I actually didn't know that. She didn't yeah. tell me anything. So she yeah. said she gave the cats to away? Yeah, so she gave them to a shelter, a bandit in Oh my god, dude, I can't believe it. I'm sorry. Oh, I mean, I've just like grown up with them, so I just, uh, I just feel like this is kind of sudden. I didn't know that she was thinking about that because I have a cat at my apartment, and I could have easily just taken at least like my cat bandit or something, you know. But well, we called the shelter because like Ingrid's such an animal lover, and and the bad news is uh, Coco had passed away at the shelter. Are you serious? Yeah. The bandit had not, and we're like. Is Bandit still there? They're like, yeah, but get here today. Ingrid drove to the shelter, got Bandit, and Bandit's at our house. What? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. If I could, yeah. So if you would like Bandit. We were relieved that Dustin wanted Bandit. I, I just wonder why my mom did that. I'm going to ask her, because that's not really in my opinion. Yeah, I don't... Um, Especially just because, like, she didn't say anything, you know what I mean? Like, so I didn't even know. Yeah, I had them since I was in eighth grade. So, wow. Since I was 13, so wow. I'm 23. Yeah, it's been 10 years. Been 10 years. No one oh, says stuff. Ingrid. Oh, there she is. That was the sound of Ingrid arriving. As soon as Dustin told us that he wanted to take care of Bandit, I called Ingrid, and she brought him right over. Hi. Oh, hey. Oh my god. <laughs> Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. 
But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Have you heard of Nordic Knots? The Scandinavian rug company that has become the insider brand gracing some of the most beautiful homes around the world? With rug designs by some of the world's leading designers and a signature collection of wool and jute rugs in modern colors? But Nordic Knots is not just about great design. Their mission is to make quality rugs that last, with no compromises. Goodweave certified, handmade pieces woven in all natural materials. At NordicKnots.com, it's easy to find a rug that's just right. A curated collection in lots of colors and sizes to choose from. Even custom sizes are possible. So, whether you're the type who loves the understated elegance of their luxury essentials or the bold statements from their top designer collaborations, you can't really go wrong. Oh, and don't tell anyone, but right now, you can get a free sample with the code INNERCIRCLE. NordicKnots.com Chapter 17, The Erasing. I just left Susan. Uh-huh. And Elaine's room, they're like doing construction on it. Everything is out of there. All of Elaine's furniture is out in front of the house on the curb. Wow. One of the reasons it's so concerning that Susan is giving away Elaine's furniture is because we or the police may need the items that the cadaver dog showed interest in for further analysis, especially the suitcase. And the whole room is empty. It's like all taped up. The living room was, was a few more things were missing. I mean, did you ask her like what she's doing to Elaine's room or any questions? Or no, he, like I didn't want to be too pushy. I don't know what they're gonna do in there. That's so crazy. I, I think we ought to get somebody there to get that yeah. signature, probably. Yeah, GP, um, GPD needs to know what the hell is happening over there, big time. Yeah, I mean, because they, they could be pulling the... The board's up. Or who knows. We immediately jump into action and make a plan to get the furniture from Susan's house before it's all gone. We really want to ask Susan why, some three months after Lane's disappearance, She's getting rid of Elaine's possessions and renting out her room. And we still want to get her response to the die, die, die texts and the insurance claim we found. But you only get one chance to ask someone questions of this magnitude for the first time. And maybe that's best left for the authorities for now. Meanwhile, Jaden says he's going to call the Glendale Police Department and inform them that Susan is throwing out possible evidence, whether she knows it or not. So Ingrid called her cousin, who fortunately had a pickup truck. So uh, Jessica has a Silverado. Everything will fit in a the, in the Silverado. And she agreed to go over there with a friend and get the furniture for us before the garbage trucks pick them up or they're otherwise given away. 
I'm gonna call your cousin. Call cousin. And then. Hello? Hey, Jess, it's Neil and Ingrid. So don't uh, wait. Uh, wait in the in the a little bit before the cul-de-sac where she lives. Uh, okay. And then. Um, Do you want to answer? And Jane then or and then call. We're gonna call you right back. Okay. okay. We'll call you right back. Bye. Okay. Hey, Jaden. Hey guys. Hey. What's up? Um, so I just talked to Tucker. Tucker is one of the Glendale detectives investigating the case. He definitely was like, yeah, that's great. Let's see what it is that they're throwing out. And he said, you bring it to my house. And then they said that they'll either come look at it now or they'll come look at it Monday. He's, I mean, she's just breaking down the, the evidence. Uh, okay, cool. All right, we're on it. We're, we're getting two people over there to grab everything. Ingrid's cousin returned two hours later with Elaine's furniture. Um, so we started loading, and then I see someone in the living room. The, the window is wide open. Mm-hmm. And then I see someone painting. It's mm-hmm. Jeff. And then he looks up, and then he says, painting he waves. Bedroom. That's Elaine's bedroom. They're painting. So then we start packing, we start putting the furniture in the rope, and then Jeff comes out mm-hmm. to smoke a cigarette. I know that I just separated mine like four months ago. And a uh, question, did the bedroom look empty through the window or you couldn't tell? I, I couldn't really, I can't really say, yeah. Enjoy your day, thank you. Then you brought everything over to Jaden's. Yeah. After going through the furniture, One thing that concerns us is that the suitcase the dogs had hit on is nowhere to be found. In addition, apparently nothing that's currently in Dustin's room is being removed or altered. So in light of the results of the cadaver dog search, which I should mention have not been shared with Susan yet because we don't want to interfere if the police decide to do anything, Jaden presses Glendale police for an immediate appointment. I'd literally just walk out the door. Afterward, he gets in touch with us. We went through everything quite exhaustively. They were just blown away. And what I thought was really great is he said, I'm going to have our forensics data guy call and you'll have to come in and just go over everything with him. I gave him Neil and Mike's number. So he's definitely going to get in contact with you guys. I was very clear with him twice that you guys are allies and friends in this case. He needs to talk to you guys in a way that is inclusive. That, you know, without you guys, we wouldn't have this information. We wouldn't have what we have. They're working on writing warrants and really crafting that final plan. They're very eager to uh, figure out what's going on here. The last words were, We'll keep you in the loop, keep us in the loop. There are things that I'm going to share with you that I don't want you to share with anyone. Thank you for listening to this episode. This is still an active investigation, and please keep in mind that the police have not named any suspects, and everyone mentioned should be presumed innocent. We are sharing this information with you in hopes that this podcast leads to justice for Elaine Park. 
So if you have any information regarding Elaine Park, her disappearance, or any of the parties that have been mentioned over the course of this series, please email us at livedieLA at tenderfoot.tv or you can call us anonymously at 213-204-2073. When possible, I've tried to post images and videos that may help give you a visual picture of some of the information collected in each episode. You can find these on our social media accounts at LiveDieLAPod. To Live and Die in LA is a production of Tenderfoot TV and Neil Strauss in association with Cadence 13. The executive producers are Neil Strauss, Donald Albright, and Payne Lindsay. Produced and edited by Tristan Bankston. Consulting producer, Alex Vespasted. Mixed and mastered by Cooper Skinner and Devin Johnson. Original music and score by Makeup and Vanity Set with additional musical services by Tristan Bankston. The theme song is Love and War by Flurry. Cover design by Trevor Eiler. And special thanks to Chris Corcoran and the team at Cadence 13, Oren Siegel, Oren Rosenbaum, and Grace Royer at UTA, The Nord Group, Station 16, and Beck Media and Marketing. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Our hope is to expose these stories so that we may learn from them and hold those responsible accountable for their actions. Thank you for your support. You know that science solves crimes. Forensic science is exciting, challenging, and most of all, rewarding work. But there is a shortage of qualified individuals in this field. Hi, I'm Terry with Loyola University of Maryland's Forensic Science Department. Loyola is one of the only colleges in the country offering advanced degrees in forensic pattern analysis and biological forensics. Our courses, taught by forensic experts, feature hands-on training and small class sizes. They are based on real crime scene and forensic examiner training programs to ensure you are ready to make a difference. Our programs are open to students from a variety of academic backgrounds because we believe everyone can contribute to solving crimes. So what are you waiting for? Discover the excitement of forensic science at Loyola University, Maryland. Visit loyola.edu forward slash forensic for more information. That's loyola.edu forward slash forensic because you are ready to make a difference. Join one of Loyola University, Maryland's forensic science programs today.